Welcome again to the sanctuary of Quest Church, and we bless you all in Jesus' name. I know there are people watching tonight that are in need of answers from God, and tonight is the night you're going to receive those. Um, I appreciate you, Pastor Josh, for taking that time to receive offering. And listen, on Thursday, we're going to inform you uh, concerning this weekend and when we will start opening the church back up for services in the building. Um, you know, as I've looked at this, I'm thinking more about the 31st of May. That's the day of Pentecost. That's when the church was birthed. And uh, we're kind of looking at that date. But we'll keep you posted. Do not forget the 24th, though, because the 24th is our drive-in service. And that is going to be a powerful time. We're going to have food trucks and all kinds of things in the parking lot. It'll be great. I want to welcome tonight to Table Talk two incredible men of God, Pastor Josh and Pastor Christian. Um, I enjoy my dialogue with these guys. They have incredible insight, and I just appreciate them participating tonight. Listen, on Monday matters this morning, we had a move of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And as we talked about Table Talk for this evening, we thought we would just caveat or continue that thought. And we're going to give you keys in this season that unlock promises in the next season tonight. We're going to talk about those things and we're going to go back to Second Kings chapter number four and we're just going to hang out there for a few minutes. Father, in Jesus' name, we speak your blessing. You. Yes, we speak well of the people that are watching yes, tonight God. and we speak well to the people that are watching tonight. We speak only good things in Jesus' name. I pray, God, you will bless and prosper every person, give them peace in their homes, provision in their life, and I thank you for the great things that shall be accomplished. Thank you for the anointing that is yes. conspicuous right now at this table, your presence that we feel that is tangible right here, right now. And even now, generational curses are being broken yeah, and God. generational spirits are being dismissed. And, God, you are turning things around in people's lives. You, even as we pray right now, yes. you're working out the details of their destiny. Thank you, Thank you for removal. Thank you for a lift. You're removing things that do not belong Thank in our you, lives. And you're giving us a lift in our spirit. You're lifting burdens even as we prayed this yes, morning. God. We can look and see the great things you are doing. We thank you that tonight souls will be added Hallelujah. to the kingdom of God because of what shall be shared at this table. You said you make a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Hallelujah. And even when we sit at this table tonight, yes, there is peace during this pandemic. You, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have prepared this table in the presence of everything that is going on in the yes. circumstances and the situations around us. It's at this table that peace will be enjoyed tonight. The word will go forth tonight. People will be fed tonight. And we thank you for it. In Jesus, name. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Well, I just finished my book, guys, called The Blessing. 21 days of, uh, what, what is the subtitle, Justin? 21 Just? day journey. That's right. To building a blessed life. 21 day journey. That's awesome. To building a blessed life. It's a devotional, just like training your thinking, 21 days of mental discipline. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, we actually received the first rendering from the publishers today, and we're in the process of um, reviewing that. And Josh, thank you for your participation and all that you're doing. Oh, Pastor God. Christian, thanks for all you're doing. Yes, sir. I'm going to ask Pastor Josh to open us tonight with an excerpt from the book called The Blessing. The, the subject matter for tonight is keys in this season that unlock promises in the next. And so this is an excerpt from chapter 3 of the book. Chapter 3 is the promise of blessing. 
And so here, I'm going to read this paragraph. Every promise in Scripture has a premise. That's right. Mm. There is a small two-letter word that builds a large bridge to the blessing of God. If. If stands between not having and having the blessing of God in and on our lives. Mm -hmm. We find time and again in Scripture that God releases his blessing in conjunction with our obedience. Man, that's good. God promises to bless us if we follow his instructions. Mm. What a powerful. Yeah, this book is going to be absolutely incredible, and it's going to help you understand the blessing of God in your life and on your life. Hey, we've, we've been in 2 Kings chapter 4, right, yes, yeah. since Sunday morning, and I know the people have been reading it. I read it probably twice again today, and I've had Waymaker playing in my <laughs> house today and listening to that song over and over. We're going to go back, and we're going to give you more succinct details concerning these 12 keys in this season that unlock the promises of God in the next season. So we're going to start with number one, and we're going to go right through these, and we want you to jot these down. They'll be more succinct than they were this morning, and um, I know that the Lord is going to speak to you. So number one, number one is this. Your service to God, write this down, your service to God will produce unexpected promises. Your service to God will produce unexpected promises. So in this, this lady, this Shunammite woman, right, in 2 Kings chapter 4, the spirit of prophecy, the prophet gravitated to her service. Wow. So watch what he basically says. You have discomfited yourself to make us comfortable. Wow. Now, what do you want us to do for you? Isn't that powerful? Because your service opens the door of heavenly privilege. But the spirit of prophecy gravitates toward service in our lives. And we talked about that some uh, this morning. And so she never, Christian, she never asked for anything. Even when they told her, she never said. They just noticed what she didn't have. Wow. Did you hear that? Yeah. Prophecy notices what you don't have. You don't have to ask for it. Prophecy notices what's in your heart, your dream, your desire. And so Gehazi comes back to Elisha. See, I already feel the Holy Ghost here. (laughs) And says she don't have a child, right? Wow. And so it's amazing to me that God wants to bless us so much. And this is how I feel about it. This is what I really know God spoke to me at about 530 this morning. That I'm about to give you unexpected blessings. My wow. God. I'm about to give you things you didn't pray about. Come on, Come on Things sir. you didn't ask for. Just because of your diligence. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that he's a rewarder of those that what? Diligently, Diligently seek him. him. So I'm going to let you guys Man. comment on number one. I, I like, you said it like a proclamation this morning. God is about to bless you. For things you didn't even ask for. Yeah. But the power of the blessing was what she always wanted. Right. It was mm-hmm. her heart's desire. It's what she really wanted. But her service wasn't predicated on the fact that she was going to receive a blessing. Right. Her she didn't even know. No. She didn't even ask. She didn't even ask. That's her right. service was because it was her service. Yeah. It was because she was going to honor the man of God for that 
that man of God represented God or God's presence mm -hmm. to her household. And so she was going to serve God how she felt convicted to serve him wow. right. no matter what. And because there was no motive behind her service, God blessed her. That's incredible. Wow. With what she needed. And the word tells us that he will give us the desires yeah. of our heart. Mm. So she was so excited about it that she said, don't lie to me. Right. <laughs> wow. And that's how we know that she, she really wanted she really it. Yes. Which is, don't, in other words, don't build my hopes yeah, yeah. and let me down. Mm. So I, I want to encourage you tonight. Get ready. Even in this season where it looks like everything is shut down and shut off. You, you might be locked, you feel, you feel like you're on lockdown, but you're really locked in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And God is about to bless you with stuff you did not even pray for. Man. Number two, key. Number one is your service to God will produce unexpected promises. Amen. Hit those hearts and those thumbs and please share this. Somebody needs this tonight. Number two, look for and discern opportunities God places in your path. Look for and discern opportunities God places in your path. She responded. Elisha said, call her. That's all he said to Gehazi. Mm. Call the woman. And the Bible says immediately she stood in the door. Man. Wow. Right? She, she didn't sit in the next room. She positioned herself in the door. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, I have set before you an open door. And I came to tell you, it's time for you to get in the door. Doors represent passages and portals. Wow. They are the place. They represent the threshold of transition from when you're moving from one room to the next room of your destiny. Man. So it's time for us to get in the door. This season gave us an opportunity we would have never had without it. Not every obstacle you have faced is a devil. Wow. Talk about it, Josh. I, I like the way you present this. She got in the door. The door is the opportunity. Yeah. Right. Not every obstacle you face is a devil. Sometimes mm. those obstacles are doors. They're opportunities. Mm. Yeah. Because some doors are for exits. Some right. doors are for entrances. In yep. either case, it takes you into a place you weren't presently. Wow. Right. Occupying. Yeah. And so in order to get there, you have to position yourself properly which goes back to our principle, right? Look for and discern. You, you should always look for the opportunity in, in the challenges you face. You should never look at the op, at, as the challenge as, well, the devil did it to me again. Right. Yeah. Take, constantly taking on a victim mentality or, or a mentality like somebody's out to get me. No, 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 no. Right. God is out to bless me. That's yeah, the attitude yeah. I have. So if there's a challenge, if whatever I'm facing, mm. I'm saying God is about to give me an opportunity. Yeah. I need to have my eyes open wow. for it. Yeah, man, that's good. I mean, the way basically exactly what you said, you have to look at obstacles like they're opportunities. Right. And you have to kind of seek a little bit. You yeah. have to search for it because it'll come in disguise. And there have been times in my life where great opportunities have come into my life, but I've overlooked them because they didn't they didn't look like how I thought they would look. Man, or maybe good. my agenda was so too true. rigid. Right. And my methods were too rigid. So when an obstacle came my way, it, it looked like an obstacle, but really it was an opportunity that if I had taken it, then it would have taken me down a stronger path. Yeah. But it's, you know, we have to change our perspective a little bit and see those obstacles as opportunities. Amen. That's powerful.
Well, look for and discern opportunities is important. Let's do an addendum to number yes, two. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. So she not only looked for, but she discerned hmm. the man of God. Uh-huh. The Bible says she went to her husband and she says, I noticed this man of God. Mm -hmm. I recognize this guy yeah. passes by our house all the time. Uh -huh. Continually, the Bible says. It's very strong vocabulary uh -huh. because it means it has this idea that he was passing there intentionally. Wow. In other <laughs> words, he knew there was something in that house that had need. Mm. So he made his path directly by that house daily. And she recognized, discerned, he was a man of God. Told her husband, I recognize this man. He's a man of God. Let's do something for him. Mm. Whew. I want to just encourage you. It is high time for you to start discerning the anointings wow. of God yes. around you. Yes. Wow. Recognize that when God has placed an anointing near you, he has done that for a reason. Yes. When Amen. you recognize it, it's not hard to respect it. Man. You can't respect what you do not recognize. Man. So take note of it so that you can respect it. And when you respect it, you can receive from it. My goodness. Man. So recognize, respect it so that you can receive from it. But it takes you discerning that the anointing is right before you. Number three, seasons require time. The Bible says to everything there is a season and there's a time for every purpose. Now, notice what the prophet said to her when she was standing in that door. Yeah. In the Hebrew, it reads like this. By this season next year. Can I tell you something right now? This season next year is not going to look like this season this year. Come on. I don't know about you guys. I'm not interested in revisiting this no. season. Nope. <laughs> I'm right. not interested in right. staying here, inhabiting this season. I don't want to see this season again. Right. But he says by this season next year, things are going to change for you. You're going to have a baby mm. in your arms by this season next year. Yeah. Seasons aren't days. Come on. That's now. not a day. Right. It's not a date. It's not a moment. A season is a period of time. Mm. You know what the Lord spoke to me this morning? Tell us. If I can just get my people in proximity of the promise, I can wow. get it to them. Come on. If I can just get Man. them in the area of right. the promise, I can get it to them. Wow. I'll let you guys give some comments. And by area, you mean in the season. In the right? season, right. That's space. In that space yeah. of time. Right. Man, that's so good. Well, you know, the way you said it this morning, you said you've been given a season, not a day, right? Right. And that spoke to me because when I think of days in the Bible, I think of anytime God did something in a day, it was always him doing something miraculous for us. Right. Right. I mean, you can look at the different translations of Genesis and what the word day means in Hebrew, but let's just look at it for what it is. God created the earth in six days, right? Right. So he, he created everything in days. Mm -hmm. And the only way we can explain it is over thousands, millions of years, right? But he did something miraculous within days. And then you look at Jericho. Mm -hmm. You know, after seven days of marching around Jericho, God did something for the people. Right. In three days, Jesus rose from the dead. So it was all days right. that he did something for us. Mm -hmm. But it's in seasons that he does stuff in us. Yes. Because you can't establish things like character in a day. Man, you can good. only establish character stuff, in Preach, a season. Yeah. And so, like, for me in this season, you know, I've been working on waking up early. I was just telling Josh before we started, you know, I, I can't just wake up one day and decide I'm a morning person. Right. It takes a season of consistency in order to become 
a morning person. Wow. And so God does stuff for us in a day. He's, yeah. he's miraculous like that, but he'll do stuff in us good, in a season. Man. He does stuff for us in a day. In a day. But he does stuff in, in us yes. in a season. Yeah. That yeah. is good, bro. That's real good. That's Psalm 1. Yes. It shall prosper in its season. Mm. Wow, that's Man. powerful. Okay, number four. In times of confusion, eliminate clutter. That'll already preach. Come in on, times man. of confusion, eliminate clutter. Clutter makes you miss clarity. Woo. Wow. You can't hear clear as long as you're carrying clutter. So clear the clutter out of your mind. The Bible says when the promise died, the young man died, the baby died, she placed him in the room that she had made. Did you hear that? Mm. You have to make a room for God to move. Man, that will preach. Man. Make room for him to do a miracle. Clear the clutter out of your lives. Many times we can't see clearly because we've allowed too many things to clutter our vision. I think I have trouble with that a lot personally. I, I feel like sometimes, this is just me, mm-hmm. I allow too many I allow myself to get involved. That's a better way to say it. Yep. I allow myself to get involved in too many things. Right. And because of it, yeah. I fail to focus in on the thing that matters in that moment or in that season. Mm-hmm. That's clutter. No matter yeah. how good the intention is, clutter doesn't have to just be a mess. Right. That's right. Clutter doesn't have to be a it's mess. It's just too much stuff. Yeah, that's right. It's just too much stuff in there. One thing I'm thankful for my wife, one of the many things I'm thankful for her, yeah. concerning is she can't stand clutter. She constantly, even to, to my annoyance sometimes, <laughs> she gets rid of stuff because she just feels yeah. like it needs to be simple mm-hmm. and clean yeah. and spacious. And you know what? Because of that, my house always feels peaceful. Wow. Man. And she always knows where everything is. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I don't or the kids don't, she always, because it's not cluttered. Yeah. I mean, that's a really trite example. Have you ever tried to find something you're looking for in clutter? Yes, it's miserable. It's miserable. Yeah. And all it takes is just a little organization. A little bit. The other day I walked into my house and Jayla, my granddaughter, was there and she said, Papa, I want to show you something. And Giovanna gives her task when she comes over and she said, look at your spice the spice cabinet where we keep our spices. She had everything perfectly in order. And now I can find my lemon pepper when I need to <laughs> talk in the building. <laughs> but organization brings clarity. Yeah. Organization helps you clear the clutter out of your life yeah. and helps us see more clearly. It kind of reminds me of what you, when you were preaching on uh, when we first came into the season, essentials and non-essentials. Oh, wow. And I think that in every season you have to know what is essential because you can have a lot of useful things in your room, but like you said, it doesn't mean it's wasteful, but just because it's too much in one place, too cluttered, you know, you have to know what's essential in this season in order to clear out what's not essential. The, the addendum here That's also powerful, is that she made room, right? right? That was the challenge you gave this morning yes. right. when you shared this, is that she made room, mm-hmm. right? And you were saying a few minutes ago to recognize the anointing in your life. Yeah. There was a, consi- like, she noticed he kept passing by, and he kept passing by. Now, mm. whether it was intentional on either side, wow. we don't know that. Right. We just know that there was a lot of consistent crossing there. Right. And a lot of times, we 
we I heard one guy describe this idea as deja vu because mm. it's something in your life that happens over and over again and it's identifying with you. Wow. And it's your responsibility to discern that mm -hmm. and make room for it. Because she made room wow. for it, the anointing could abide there. Wow. The, the, the anointing could dwell there. Yeah. Even if it was just in seasons, yep. he could still abide there. Or the anointing could abide there. So because she made the room, when crisis did arrive, she had a she place, had a place to, to go. Place My God, have yeah, mercy. That's good. Number five. In times of uncertainty, be decisive. Amen to that. Here's the thing, you guys hear me. She didn't wait for another word. I like that, Josh. Yeah. Some of you are wanting another word, and you're not living off the last word. Come on. We get so hungry for the next word, we've never applied the last word. Wow. And I really believe God's not going to give you the next word until you apply the last word. Uh -huh. Now, watch what she said. She was decisive. So number five is in times of uncertainty, be decisive. She tells the servant, go forward. It mean, The word forward there means pursue. Go forward or pursue. So I want to encourage you tonight. Get in gear. Get your vehicle of vision out of park. Get it out of neutral. And by all means, don't go in reverse. Go forward. I hear the Holy Ghost yeah. saying that over and over to me. Go forward. Yes. Go forward in revelation. Go forward in faith. Yeah. Go further. Go further in me. Commentary, guys. Man, don't I, don't allow yourself to yeah. fall back into ambiguity. That's like it. I don't know what to do here. I'm. I, what what's yeah. going on? Don't allow yourself to fall back into that. I, yeah. Take I, immediate action there. I think it's hand in hand with you, you know we have to be decisive, and and just make a decision on whatever we do. And if we make the wrong one, apologize and make a different one, <laughs> right? But we can't stay stagnant and not move and to make a, a decision, you know? So yeah. we have to be decisive and we have to move forward. Powerful. Yeah. Number six, understand the difference between following and pursuing. This is powerful. Yeah. Following is an act of obedience. Pursuing is an act of desire or when you are desperate about something, pursue. She pursued the answer. Oh, man. You follow leadership. You pursue answers. Wow. Man, I hope you hear that tonight. I was thinking today on the way over here, the woman with the issue of blood, you know what she said? She said within herself, if I can just get to the hem of his garment, man. I shall be made whole. She had to pursue him to get there. Mm. Man. Because he wasn't going, he was standing still. So she couldn't follow him. You can't follow something that's stale or stopped. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, my God. So she had to pursue what was standing right in front of her. Wow. I believe that God is looking for desperate people in a desperate Amen. hour. People that say we are desperate for change. And I believe many times God will allow us to get to the point of desperation before destiny actually changes or is altered. Whew. I told one guy one time, I said, you know what the best preacher in the world isn't T.D. Jakes, isn't Stephen Furtick, is not Rich Wilkerson, isn't Michael Todd. Come on, sir. The best preacher in the world is trouble. Yes, it Come is. On. 
Trouble will put you on your knees yes, and get you will. after God like nothing else will. It'll get you desperate, and Come you'll start on. pursuing. The Man. problem with us today is we're not pursuing God with reckless abandonment. Yeah. Wow. We're not pursuing him with everything we have like we know we should. We hesitate. We hesitate. It, it, uh, five and six go hand in hand. When yes. you have an understanding of the difference between following and pursuing, it's easy to be decisive. Yeah, that's right. I, I picture that basketball player. We've used the basketball analogy a few times in our talks, but I picture that basketball player when he catches that pass. Mm -hmm. If he catches it and shoots in rhythm, he's probably going to make the shot more times than not. It's when the hesitation comes right. that it, it throws the whole wow. rhythm and the whole playoff. Everything has to stay in rhythm here. So if you act decisively and pursue, yeah, something's going to happen. For well, you. you remember that thing you always loved to preach on back in the day. What's that? As the deer yes. panteth yep. after, after the water, so my soul pants after you, O oh God. It's a, what did the deer look like, Josh? <laughs> He's thirsty. Yeah. And he had his tail up. His head was perched. That's right. He was listening. Yeah. There's many reasons a deer will go to water. I remember you talking deer about this. Deer ain't going this. to water just because he's thirsty. Right. That is one reason. That's one reason. A deer doesn't just go after water to clean himself, but right. that is also a reason. Right. But if a deer is panting after the water, that means he's running. You better running. preach, man. Which probably means something's chasing him. Come on now. Mm. And if something's chasing him, he knows if he can just get to that water, yeah. mm -hmm. that the scent yeah. that that predator is following will be lost in the stream You're if he just John. runs wow. up the stream. The point is he's so desperate to be safe that he's panting after the water. If he hesitates for a moment, he could be caught. Wow. Man. Could cost him his life. You know, everything is so convenient and has been so convenient. Right. That suddenly this inconvenience, this, this disruption. Yeah. Out of obscurity, mm. shut everything down. I believe this is producing a sense of desperation in the people of yeah, God. Yeah, I again. believe that. Like, we need God, it, right? I every voice that. is that way. It doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on. Yep. The sound of everybody's voice is desperate. That's good, yeah. Pastor Rick. Yep. Number seven, wow. no matter what, find a way to progress. No matter what, find a way to progress. Now, we already said go forward, but watch this. Do not go back. In other words, once she got on her path to the prophet, there was nothing that was going to turn her back. Mm. Wow. She was never going back until she got to that prophet. So I'll just, we'll leave that one there so we can move a little quicker. Number eight. Number seven is no matter what, find a way to progress. Unless y'all have some insight. No, sir. Okay, number eight. Never lose contact with the source. Number eight. Never lose contact with the source. She went to where it all started. Where did she go? She went to the prophet. Mm -hmm. Now watch this. She told her husband where she was going to go. This is her partner. This is her spouse. This is her covenant part right. of, of her life. And the covenant part, the partner says, why even bother him? Hmm. Let me tell you something. People can be as close to you as they can get, but they do not understand the desperation of your own heart. Wow. My God. Many times people that are very close to you cannot feel what you feel. Man. And no matter what was said or spoken, she went for it anyway. So never lose contact. Watch where she went. She went to where it all started. She went back to that prophet. And the Lord told, told me today, go back to where it started. Return to your first love. 
Go back to where it all started. When the prophets, the sons of the prophets lost the axe head in 2 Kings chapter 6, the prophet asked them, where did you lose it? And I hear the Holy Ghost saying that to many of you tonight, people that are watching or tuned in. Where did you lose it? Where did you lose headship? They lost the axe head. Where did you lose headship? Where did you lose your edge? Wow. Where did you lose your sharpness? Go back to the place you lost it. It's still there. And God wants to bring it back into your life. You're anointed to do what God called you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you lose it? It's still there. I hope you hear my heart tonight. Go back to where you lost it. Some of you feel like it's never coming back. Well, let me tell you something. If God can make an axe head swim, we're talking about something made of iron coming to the top of the water. You're going to tell me he can't put purpose back in your hand? Come on, Come on in this building. Get your purpose back in your hand and start operating in the anointing that God has assigned to your life. Man. I'm sorry, guys. No. I, I, I feel this thing very yes, strong. Sir. Go back to yes. where it started. Yes. Go back to the yes. anointing that started this whole thing. Yes. Amen? Amen. Any input, no, guys? Sir. No, sir. All right. Never lose contact with the sources, number eight. Number nine, attitude is everything. Amen. 100%. Amen. In, in all my time following you, sir, I think that was that has been a point that you've always emphasized, especially like, in our staff meetings or in our team meetings. Attitude is everything because some, something you've always said is attitude uh, affects the atmosphere, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the atmosphere is what ultimately affects everything we produce. Right. And that was the powerful thing here about this woman. And Pastor Rick, I, I've heard you preach a bunch of Mother's Day messages, but Sunday's was one of the best. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> but, and the whole premise was this phrase. She had the attitude that everything was going to be all right. Right. I'll say this, that in, in my short experience in you know, ministry, and not even just ministry, but in my careers that I've had, your attitude will take you places that your talent cannot. That's the truth. Good. Your word. attitude Good will get word, you Christian. that job in that job interview when you don't have the resume. It'll 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 make that impression that you need to make when you don't have what it takes or the resources. Your attitude will take you places where your talent cannot. Man, that's powerful, and I like I like that thought too. That attitude does defa- does affect the atmosphere. It does. A bad attitude creates bad atmospheres. Yep. And I can tell you, the Holy Spirit is not engaged in bad atmosphere. That's right. He's just not. You're right. Okay, let's move move on to, well, let, let me just say one more. When she said everything is all right, remember that. It's two words. It's not all right. It's all. Everything, all is right. Mm. And I want to remind you of that tonight. We, this is probably what we build, the scripture, we build everything on. Everything, yeah. all things are working together for your good. Amen. Everything is is all, all of it is right because God's working it for you. Amen. So just say that tonight over and over. Everything is all right, okay? Then number 10, we're almost done here. Do not settle for less than what he said. 
So what do you mean by that, Pastor Rick? When she went to get the prophet, watch what the prophet said to the servant. Go find out, is everything okay? The prophet, so the servant went, he saw the lady. He didn't talk to her. He sent the servant, first of all. That's powerful, too. We won't even go there. <laughs> but he was like, he's testing this woman. Hmm. I'm going to send my servant to you. My <laughs> wow. God. Gehazi goes and comes back and tells the prophet what's going on. So watch what the prophet does. The prophet says, send my staff. So the, he, the, the servant goes and lays the staff on the boy. When I saw that today, God told me that I'm sustaining some things for you. Wow. I'm sustaining it. I'm holding it for you to get it right. Mm. Mm. I'm holding. His staff is on it. I'm holding it for you, giving you time to get it right. Whew. Now watch what she said. Thank you for the staff, but I didn't come for the staff. I came for you. Wow. Thank you for the substitute. Substitute teachers are great, mm -hmm. that's the truth. but they're not there they for the long haul. Yeah, that's right. right, right. And I'm going to encourage you tonight. Some of you single people, quit settling for substitutes. You're wasting your time. Come on, Bishop. It's not. <laughs> and, the, and the single youth pastor said amen. But quit wasting your time on substitutes when you can have the real deal. Man, that's good. There's a lot of substituting going on in the church. I Absolutely. could go on and on with it. But any comments? I, I'm trying to bite my tongue because I hear what you're saying when you said that, and it's the truth. You say it best with one simple statement. There's too many caricatures mm. and not enough Don't make me preach on, in Josh. church. Come That's on. the truth. They're settling for less than what he said yeah. to, to produce smoke and mirrors for mm -hmm. some reason. I don't even understand that. But it was her determination to get to the real deal that caused the promise to live again. Love it. Do not settle for less than what he said. Any comments, Christian? No, sir. Okay. Number 11, stretching hurts. <laughs> All pain is not injured. That's right. A lot of people run around here, I'm hurt, I'm injured. No, God just stretched you. That's Come right. On. You know what we've been in for the last eight weeks? A stretching season. It's been uncomfortable. Yes, yeah. it has. And it's been painful. But we're okay. We're not injured. Watch what this prophet did. When he got to that room, the Bible says he, well, y'all going to have to slow me down here now because I want to no, preach on this. He went in there and stretched himself out on that boy. Yeah. He stretched himself out on that, on that child. This season stretched us. It's what we needed to experience to see his promises again. That's good stuff. The prophet stretched himself out on that boy. I said this morning, I'm going to tell you again because this is strong to me. The Bible says he went eye to eye, yes. mouth to mouth, Man, hand to hand. Vision, inspiration, and production. Yes. Mm. Vision, inspiration, and production. Yes. He went eye to eye, mouth to mouth, hand to hand. You know what the Bible says? He got warm. Wow. The boy got warm. Yeah. But he didn't come back to life. You know what the Holy Ghost told me today? In this stretching season, God's warming stuff up for wow. us. 
He's warming it up. <laughs> but we're not coming out of this season till it lives again. That's right. Man. My God, today. Come on. He got up and walked around that room and then laid back down on that boy and mm. stretched himself out again. And God told me, you're about to get a double stretch. Come on now. A double stretch produces a double portion. Wow. It's going to take two stretches this time. I'll let y'all comment on that. I don't have a whole lot to say. I think if I double stretch, I'd pull something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you have to stretch if you're going to run a long distance. And, you know, if you don't stretch, you'll pull something. If you don't stretch, you will be You injured. will injure yourself. And, and if you're complaining now because something is stretching and you're saying you're hurt, no, you're not hurt. God is preparing you so that you won't get hurt mm -hmm. in the next season. So that's a key for the, in this season for the next season. The stretch is good because you've got a long distance to run. Preaching good, Pastor Christian. Both of you guys, this is great insight. And the final one, God is always in control. Even when we are not in control, just trust him. So watch what she had to do. Number one, she had to, number 11, trust the stretch. Number 12, she had to trust what was going on behind closed doors. I'm going to preach a message one day now, called sir. Behind Closed Doors. <laughs> when he went in there and shut that door, she didn't know what he was doing. Wow. She just had to trust that he was in control. Man. And during this shut-in season, shelter in place, wow. in this lock-in, we're not locked out. In Jesus' name, God is up to something behind closed doors. Wow. God is doing something in this shut-in. When he shut that door, he went to work. And you've got to trust him even when you can't see him. You've got to trust him. Because he's working even when you cannot see Man, him. Man, that's good. I'll let y'all comment. Pastor, that's my favorite point, I think. I think we're all to some degree, especially our tribe of people we're very aggressive and we like to control yeah and when things get out of control we we tend to try to grasp at it right right, right. because we don't we preach a, a strong faith message right mm -hmm. right <laughs> have faith but when we're out of control we act funny yeah wow and really you just need to relax and mm. trust him Right. He knows. I'm so thankful. When I look back over my life, I'm just so thankful all those times where I thought my life is going to pieces. Mm -hmm. And even though it, whether the devil sent it or God sent it, I don't even care who sent it. I thank God that he was working in it because he was working when I couldn't see it mm -hmm. and it made it just right. Amen. It made it just right. Yeah. Because I was out of control. Yeah. Powerful. It made it just right. Because if I was in control, I would have messed it all up. You know, it just takes me back to the point we had earlier is that it, in, it's in the, these seasons like this that he's doing a work in you. And he shut the door, mm -hmm. and he was doing a work in that young boy. Mm -hmm. And so the, in this season, we're literally shut in, and God is doing a work in us mm -hmm. behind closed doors that, mm -hmm. that no one else can see. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to come to fruition in just a day. It's going to come to fruition in a season. One day you're going to wake up, and you're going to be different. And you're going to know that it was because of the daily things that each day along the way, God was doing something different in you. And it was behind closed doors that he was actually working on 
the thing that really needed it. Yes. She might have lost her son. Yes. Preach, man. But the son lost his life. Wow. Ooh. So just good because God. you don't man. see what God is doing doesn't mean he ain't working on what really needs working. Then could that be the, these churches' doors have been shut? <laughs> that God could be doing something in churches that we don't, we don't have any clue. Man, what he's been doing, but when this thing opens back my up, my goodness, God, here we're gonna see stuff behind closed never, doors. Behind closed doors, we're gonna see, preach that word. See, the, the the church lost the people. Yeah, but God's working on the people behind closed doors. My God, man, yes, He is, man. And when this thing reconvenes, we're gonna see resuscitation, <laughs> come on, vision we've never seen. We're gonna see uh, production like we've man. never seen. It's gonna be powerful. Yeah. This return is going to be powerful. Well, guys, we're going to take about two minutes and answer any questions that you may have. If you'll just shoot them over to us on the comments, we have our smart devices right here that are real intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you'll shoot us some questions, we will answer them about any of this. But here's what I pray, that you will take these 12 steps, yeah. these 12 things, and apply them to your life. Walk these things out because as we go into the open season and this door begins to open again, I'm believing God for the greatest things we've ever enjoyed in our entire life. And by this season next year, by this season next year, it's not going to look anything like it looks now. Wow. In Jesus' name. All right. Any questions? And while we're waiting on questions, guys, if you have any more commentary, Pastor Rick, I enjoyed this tonight. Me too. What you sh- when you shared it this morning, Crystal's making jokes in the staff text showing her scribble pad. I was doing the same thing this morning. Taking notes? Yeah, I was like, man, I couldn't write fast. Well, you, you so two good. know. So you two good. know if I say the Lord mm-hmm. spoke to me, get a pen and paper because this piece can start flowing. And I can tell you, when I woke up this morning, I went in there to make my coffee. I didn't have nothing on my mind. I just was going to relax. And I was just going to have a little talk at Monday Matters. And when that coffee was making, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, are you listening to me? Whoa. And, man, I had to admit, no, Whoa. I'm not. And the second thing the Holy Spirit told me is get to your desk and sit down. And, buddy, when I sat down, this thing started coming to me at the speed of light. And the Lord told me, I'm going to give you 12 things, and I want you to write them down. And, man, by the time I got it wrote down, it was 835, and Monday Matters starts at 845. <laughs> I went in there and wow. threw on a shirt. And, and, you know, even though I'm not in front of people, I still brush my teeth before I go on Monday Matters. <laughs> and I brushed my teeth. I said, down, man, that thing started coming. I'm telling you, I was crying in my office. I felt the Holy I feel the Holy Ghost right now like yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm yeah. telling you, some of you are being set free right now wow. in Jesus' name. These 12 things are important to you. Amen. And you need to get these things in your life because God is about to bring your dream back to you. Your promise and your purpose is about to live again. God is resuscitating that thing. Vision is coming back. Inspiration is coming back. Production is coming back. I decree it and I declare it yes. over your life and your family Man. now in Jesus' name. We stretch our hands toward your home now yes. and we say live again. Yes. Live again, promise. Live again, purpose. Live again, dream in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Any questions, guys, that, that have come to you? I haven't seen one come up. 
But I will say this. These are keys in this season. Yes. That unlock promises in the next. Yeah. I encourage everybody to go back and watch it again. They're so good, Pastor Rick. Well, after, like I said afterwards, you know, I took a moment today and I turned that song on by myself yeah. when I was at home by myself. And I wept in the presence of God. He's, he's a way maker, miracle worker, Here's promise keeper, light in the darkness. He's working even when we cannot see it. He's working even when we cannot see it. I just looped that thing for about 25 minutes by myself in my house. I was on my knees in my office crying my eyes out. The presence of God filled that place. If you'll do that tonight with your family right there with your children and your wife, if you guys will just turn that song on when we leave here tonight, lift your hands. I promise you the presence of God will invade your home. Amen. And you'll, you'll get this. Josh? Here's one question from Miss Joanna Collins. She asked, if God is going to open a door again, does that mean the door was open before? I'm not sure that we said he's going to open it again tonight, but that's very possible that he could be opening a door again, and it could be a door that's been opened before. Absolutely. I don't see anywhere in Scripture that limits God to, yeah. to you know, that would exempt God from opening a door more than once for you, which means to me uh, there was an opportunity you missed mm -hmm. in God's. That's called grace. That's called grace Man, that's when good. God comes back and says, here's that door you missed the wow. last time. Wow. Elder Murphy wants to know if you're going to write a book on this subject. I, that's a great idea. Actually, we got 12 chapters right here. Come on. <laughs> I mean, there would, this would be an easy book to write. I mean, you could take these 12 points, do 12 chapters, and every one of them is full of information. Elder Murphy, you... You could probably do it yourself. Well, I know you could not probably. You could do it yourself, but that might be a good idea and call it Behind Closed Doors. Hmm. Here's another question. Uh, she said, when you shared, we should go back to where you lost your edge. What can be the first step? Repentance. Repentance. Yeah. Repentance doesn't mean crying. Hmm. Repentance and regret are two different things. Wow. A lot of people feel regret about what they've lost and feel good about it because they felt the regret. Wow. Almost like the regret was, oh, well, Enough. that's good. I felt that, you know. No. Repentance is rethinking. The reason you lost it to begin with is because you lost your thoughts. You got lost in your thoughts. Thoughts are the initiation of beginnings or, or gains and losses, I should say. It all begins. So rethink, repent, go back, rethink this thing. Some of you need to do that. Counseling helps, but man, there's nothing like rethinking, wow. repentance. I'd encourage you to go back and read that story that he's referencing when he talks about the axe head and the sons of the prophets. It's in Second Kings chapter 6. They were out of position, which is how they lost it to begin with. Man. You want to go there, Josh? Yes, sir. These are sons of the prophets. These guys ought to know better. They were building something that the prophet never told them to build. Wow. And they were building it in the wrong place. See, I had never heard this story, I have to admit, until Josh told me today. I'd never actually read this story. It's Man, powerful. I did a series one time called Where Did You Lose Your Head? Come yeah. on now. And it's all about headship. Wow. 
They're so, showing us what time it is, so we'll stop. Okay, <laughs> we love you guys. We love you guys. Go back and listen to this again. Share it. And we can't wait to see you soon right here in the building in Quest Church. Success to you and success to the kingdom of God.